Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, we are back with Adam Carlson, and he's here to help us do a little preview of this summer's Vikings training camp. So the Vikings have arrived at camp. They held their first full team practice on Wednesday. So Adam, what are three things that excite you the most about the 2021 Vikings as they inch closer to the start of the regular season? Uh, the number one most exciting thing is the return of some impact players. I, I want to see how Daniel Hunter is holding up, how how he works out with that speed and athleticism. Make sure that there hasn't been any kind of drop-off there. Otherwise... There's just a lot of players that I want to see on the field to, to just get a little bit of an eye of them. Uh, like a lot of the rookie defensive ends have shown a lot of flashy stuff on film, and I want to mm-hmm. I want to hear how that is transitioning over. And uh, um, the uh, rookie wide receiver from Iowa, yeah, I, I'm excited to see him as well because. What I've read from him is that he's a really fast and just dynamic player, but that he struggles from concentration issues and drops at times. Yeah, he's very motivated, though. But yeah, I mean, so otherwise, I've heard so many good things. And if he can get those hands under control, he can easily make a competition for that wide receiver three yeah. spot or even move up past BC or just even kickoff return. You can do that, too. Yeah. 
it's nice to have some options there because last year the options at kick return were not very sexy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hope they uh, explore a little bit more this year because I'm getting a little tired of just Amir Abdullah being back there um, and then bringing the ball out 15 yards. Don't get really me wrong. Is. I'm fine with touchbacks. Give me touchbacks all day. Yeah. That's fine. But if you're going to bring it out, you got to try to get close to the the, the, yeah. the line for the touchbacks. And I mean, we were spoiled for a while with Cordero Patterson. So, um, oh yeah, and Percy and even, Harvin, and yeah, and even Marcus Sherrill's. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with that. Hopefully, they don't just go back on you know old reliable and go with someone like Amir Abdullah because playing it safe hasn't really worked out for them in that area in the past. They haven't made much mistakes, but they haven't really got a whole lot of production out of that uh, either. So you said two. Is there another one, another part of the Vikings that you're excited about? Yeah. A, a word was thrown around that really has me kind of confused and interested uh, with the new signing of D.D. Westbrook. Yep. He was talking about some gadget gadget stuff. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that. And this Minnesota team isn't really built for gadget gadget stuff. Right. It, it's built for the hard running and then play action. That's that what it's built of. for. Maybe maybe Kubiak, the younger Kubiak, is going to throw. Yep. Some and that's exactly what's got me interested is whether or not this younger coach is looking to implement a lot of newer and fresher plays into the playbook and not be as straightforward and smash mouth. Get some jet sweeps in there. Yeah, I mean, this this that alone kind of has me a little bit interested yeah i'm not a big fan of gadget plays but when you do pull them off they can be absolutely amazing so uh hopefully it doesn't involve any wildcat because that was a brutal phase for the vikings yeah don't no more adam Thielen throwing the ball to kirk cousins or no he's not pass on that for now no he's no randy moss he can't throw the ball (laughs) like that uh gadget gadget i mean that was a new one by me yeah, I I like that. I watched. Um, I think I saw the the mic'd up or whatever of I think it was Clint Kubiak and Adam Zimmer the other day, and I came away really impressed with with Clint Kubiak the way he just he's got control of. I felt like the offense and the way he just commands uh, everyone out there. So I like I liked what I took away from that. It was only like a three minute clip, but I, I was right. impressed from the younger Kubiak. He's been in the league for a while, so he's got he's got a lot of experience, and I think a lot of guys respect him. So I'm curious to see. If he does well, and if he does, and he's probably gone too, and then we're going to have a whole other thing again where it's like <laughs> 19 offensive coordinators in five years for Mike Zimmer, and it's like, okay, all right, we get it. All right, so what are some of the things that still concern you about the Vikings uh, with training camp just getting underway? Well, we can underline this a couple times. It's special teams. I still have yeah. no idea what's going on there. I have no I don't rely on the kicker situation one bit. No, no idea who the kicker is going to be or if they're going to be able to line up and not have the nerves or the confidence to knock a football through the uprights. So don't I'm definitely them. nervous there. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I thought having a veteran like Dan Bailey was going to hold on to that spot real well and keep things under control. But yeah, kickers are weird, man. They- Couple missed kicks and just throws everything off. That's true. Um, so you got special teams. That was a return situation, and I'm not able to really rely on either of those. It, it's just odd. 
What about offensive line? I'm not as bad with that. No, I I feel like there's a lot of potential this year. I didn't really care too much for moving on from Riley Reef, but the fact they were able to grab a a nice high potential yeah left tackle makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, I think I think what they got is uh, probably a lot better than as he might not be as good as Riley Reef uh, year one or even year two, but I think the potential of him developing in the you know. A, a, a like a st- solid starter, ten-year uh, you know starter for a left tackle is is what the Vikings are happy about instead of just having Riley Reef back there and you know going back every year and be like oh, should we keep him should we not so now they could just they could have two bookend tackles with Brian O'Neill and Christian Darisaw potentially for the next handful of years and I think any team that's the goal of any team to have so we got special teams. Well, you said you're not really concerned about the offensive line. So basically, are you just really concerned about special teams? Nothing, nothing really else. That's a, it's just an important phase of the game that I feel. Oh, it's very important. Especially the way too much. Even the punting. Yeah, and they still haven't figured out their situation with a holder either. Uh, well, I, I guess their holder situation is fine. It's cold quit, but the long snapper is going to be an issue too because changing up that. Position's going to be rough. They got to find a core group of special teams specialists that can come in yep. and be able to hold things down for many years to come. And right now, they just haven't been able to do that. It's been a long time since they've been able to have a trio come in and hold the position down for several years at a time. Yeah, what Blair Walsh? And and- yeah, at Longwell maybe even. I don't know. <laughs> it was Blair Walsh, uh, what McDermott and Jeff Locke for a couple of years? Yeah, the. That was probably the closest that they've gotten lately. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as people rag on the offensive line as being like one of the biggest issues for the Vikings over the last few years, special teams has been just as bad, I feel like. Uh, whether it is the return game coverage wise, uh, kicking, punting, like there hasn't been a whole lot of good, I feel like, with the special teams the last couple of years. Uh, so that's very important for them to, to get that on track, especially because the Vikings are a team. The way they play is a lot of it depends on a field position. Absolutely. Uh, so and and they don't they're not going to be a team that's going to put up points. So if they kick a field goal, they need to make it because they're not going to have a lot of opportunities to get points on the board. So I'll disagree with you there a little bit. I think yeah, the Vikings think so? team has. Yeah, I think they have the offensive firepower to put a lot of points on the board. Oh, I think they have the firepower. I just don't know if their scheme or their philosophy will allow them to do that. Um, if, if Mike Zimmer would rather just, rather just have them run out the clock than you know score quick like a, a Saints team or even a, a Chiefs team just in two or three plays, I think Mike Zimmer would rather have a ten play drive than a three play drive. Yeah, that that is the way Mike but Zimmer they, operates. But I do think old school style of football. Yeah, but definitely. I do think they have the firepower because I they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of potential. Yeah, I think what Blair Walsh I think last week said. Yeah, they should average thirty-five to forty points. That's a little high, uh, because the Vi- the Vikings what ninety-eight <laughs> team, nine, the ninety-eight team didn't even average thirty-five points a game. So that's a that's a little high. Maybe and 30, I expect I can, the I Vikings defense. Points. I expect the Vikings defense to hold opposing teams to a lot lower output than they had last year because oh, yeah. that defense was absolutely brutal. Uh, for sure. All right, so. Who are some of the players on the Vikings roster that you think that need to have a good training camp in order to remain on the team this season? Oh, 
let's see, that's that's going to be a tough one. I uh, without going like obscure or anything. Yeah. Uh, hmm. This is something I, I kind of got to think about a little bit here. Let's uh, see. If they can replace Amir Abdullah on returns, okay. yep. I do think that the third running back they picked up, the rookie out of the draft, yep, uh, uh, Nini, I, I think they're really going to like him. Yeah. Um, what about- the coaching staff seems to really just love what he brings to the game, and okay. it might not take him too much to impress in training camp to to unseat anyone that's kind of going to be a fringe roster player. So yeah, I mean, if he's going for the third running back role, I don't think they're going to put too much. They're not going to be like, "Oh, we need a veteran to be our third running back." Um, <laughs> I think they're going to take <laughs> yeah, a especially more if they have a, the situation figure out a kick return. Right. Yeah, and he, he and he could be in that too because he's he's got like I think like four. Sub four two speed. Um, he's, he's yeah very very fast. Uh, what about let's see, like Dakota Dozier, Drew Samia, any of those those two guys? Oh, those guys should always be unnoticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I mean that politely. Yeah, I, I don't think that a guy like Kyle Hinton or something is going to step up right away and right be able to unseat them. But if one of those younger players can come out and and flash a little bit in training camp and preseason. There's no reason they couldn't steal a roster position from one of these players returning from the previous season. Yeah. And then I, I just don't think there's a lot of, there aren't a lot of bubble guys. I feel like we mentioned on the last podcast, we talked about BC Johnson. He could be right one of those guys in there that you could see, you know, maybe they want to give a younger guy a, a more of a shot than, than have him on the roster. Um, maybe I think both of the quarterbacks behind Kellen Mond are going to be, uh, fighting for maybe that last one of the last roster spots, but I also think the Vikings are probably going to keep try and keep both those guys on their practice squad, like they did last year. I was reading an article over on Fansided dot com, yeah, about roster bubble players for Minnesota, yeah, and they had an interesting inclusion on there. Oh boy, that we could talk about a little bit. They said Chris Boyd is a bubble player. Yeah, I could see that, and I'm not really that sure on that. I don't know. I think he's more maybe. Uh, closer to not making the team than making the team at this point but if he has if he has a good camp i think he could still find a way because he does some special team stuff um obviously he needs to not get so excited after running a fake punt next year um and, <laughs> and false start but right um, but yeah he's still he because he has that experience the vikings still have you know as as much as they have they added veteran experience to the uh their secondary this year they still have those guys still need to catch up on the system. Um, and Boyd's been in with the team for what, like the last two years. So he knows yeah. you know, what's, what's expected on that defense and he can help some of the, he can even help some of the newer guys like Patrick Peterson and Bashad Breeland, let them know where they need to be on the field. And I do feel like the Vikings do like what he brings to the team. Uh, it's not like he was taking, uh, well, what was the, uh, the term that they, they made for when, uh, what, what was his name? James, I think, when he was making decisions not to go after ball carriers. and Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I can't remember right now, but I know exactly who you're t- Oh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones, uh, the, the way he was playing, I, I don't know. But Boyd <laughs> isn't that he kind of player. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like if they do end up cutting him, that, that might be kind of a – an issue heading forward, especially considering 
that they still have a corner that's got some legal issues looming. Yep. And then they've got one year deals, some contracts expiring. Yep. Yep. It, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, preparing for the future move that I, I don't see Boyd as being a potential starter or anything, but I think he offers yeah. some good depth and rotational value. Yeah. And he can, he can, like I said, he can play special teams. Um, so that's, that's something the Vikings always value, especially with their depth their depth guys. If you can add something on special teams, and, yeah, and they have another reason to to keep you around. All right, so you did you've been doing some stuff on position battles over on the Viking Age. So what are like sure. what are two or three that intrigue you the most heading into training camp? Uh, the two that I had the most trouble thinking about picking up one individual in particular was defensive end because I have no idea who's going to start opposite to Neil Hunter. Right. That should be a wide open conversation. Yeah. On the other hand, you've got that third starting linebacker spot. Yep. And that's another one that may not be as important since Minnesota spends so much time in nickel with a defensive back on the field. Yep. But it, it really feels like Minnesota kind of ignored the linebacker spot other than signing Nick Vigil, which Vigil's got some starting experience, and I know they wanted to establish some kind of floor heading into the offseason, but the fact they never really looked at it other than drafting Chaz Surratt, which I, I like the guy. I think he shows a lot of potential. He's speedy, but he may need some time to develop, and yep. uh, I don't know if they picked up Vigil as being a stopgap for one year yep. or what their plan is moving forward. Yeah, but Troy died again, in there, too, so... Yeah, it looks like it's going to be another wide open competition, and yeah. I, I'm just having two of those wide open position players that are going to be stacked beside each other probably on the field. Unless they move Hunter over to the other side, I don't know what the plan is moving forward. Yeah, um, that's going to be. Have you heard anything about that? No. Where they're going to line Hunter up? Um, no, I think we'll just have to wait until you know they get on the field to see what they're doing with him. I wouldn't be surprised if they move him all around. Um, and they try and throw some, some different packages. I've seen, um, I know, I think last year, maybe last year's training camp, they, um, or even in the preseason when they, not even the preseason, when last time Sheldon Richardson was here, uh, with the Vikings, they did some things where they would have Hunter standing up on the outside and have, you know, and Griffin on the outside or Anthony Barr on the other outside, um, two edge guys and have like Griffin, uh, Sheldon Richardson and, uh, somebody else in the middle and kind of have like that, you know, five, two kind of front. Um, so I, I'm curious to see what, what they do with all the guys they have. Cause they do have that flexibility. Cause Daniel Hunter can stand up. He can't put his hand in the dirt. They do have Anthony Barr. Um, and this have- year, the Minnesota does have an actual depth a little bit in the secondary to where they will be able to play a, yeah. a really capable player as a, you know, defensive back on the field extra compared to when they would take a linebacker off the field last year. And then they really didn't have anybody to plug in behind them. Yep. And then I think Harrison Smith can get back to being his, you know, old self where he can just go wherever he wants on the field. So I feel like I hope so. Cause Minnesota really has no depth at safety at this point. Yeah. Well, last year I felt like he couldn't really, he couldn't do a whole lot because they didn't have anybody on the field. So he had to stay put when he's at his best when he's just, you know, a Swiss army knife lining up wherever he wants and throwing off the defense. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about him having a down year and I don't think it was him having a down year. I just did, it wasn't he, his fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> Statistically. Sure. It's probably a down year. 
Yeah, but he's still yeah he's still one of the best safeties in the league. Um, so you got let's see, you said the number two defensive end, and then probably uh, the third linebacker. I, I let's see what I wrote down was we mentioned kicker. I'm thinking right guard between Wyatt Davis and Dakota Dozier. Um, <laughs> I don't want that to be a battle. We all I have think, a favorite horse in that yeah. battle. We all hope we, that he... we just we just don't know about Wyatt Davis. We don't know right. If, He's got a lot of hype. He was good in, in college. We just don't don't. You would like to think that he's better than Dakota Dozier, but you know, especially especially with uh, what Dennison being gone now, he's he was a big Dozier guy. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. uh, the new guy will go with Wyatt Davis more, and hopefully, you know, that happens. Um, yeah, it would be strange two. to see if that evaluation and style yeah. gets different. Yeah, I'm looking at the number two cornerback because I think people have penciled in maybe Bashad Breeland and and forget about Cameron Dantzler and how talented remember last year's training camp and Dantzler was having battles with Adam Thielen and, and he was kind of a star of uh, oh yeah and he put up really camp. solid pro football focus numbers too yeah so I don't think that number two cornerback job is, is settled right now um, especially with Bruin not being on the team last year he still got to get up to, to speed with some things you mentioned yeah number two defensive end I think the fourth wide receiver just became interesting. I, I, I think you, I think we've talked in the past. You think Chad Beebe's kind of more, he's yeah. not going to go anywhere. They love him. Um, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so I'm curious to see, you know, if, if that's Beebe's job, if that's BC Johnson, if it's KJ Osborne, if it's one of the younger guys, if it is Amir Smith, Marset, um, and then kind of one sneaky one, I feel like is, backup running back i know alexander madison he's had the role for the last two years but he kind of showed last year that he not really capable of, of filling in when Dalvin cook gets hurt i think way too much have been placed on that one play where he missed a hole and everybody makes fun of that one play where he missed a hole and i don't even know how that play was drawn up so yeah. i can't comment too much if it was a missed blocking assignment or what it was but still yeah that that one play is going to be thrown in madison's face oh yeah i think there's a long time and there's a big drop off though when delvin cook's not on the field and that probably has a lot to do with just delvin cook's abilities Um, right but i think it might it might be a sneaky one i just want to throw that in there it might be a sneaky one you see some guys maybe the the rookie from iowa state have a a good preseason or it's not Amir abdullah i think they have somebody else Another running back too that they got an undrafted one. Um, I, I do remember. think that they like having that combination of a a shifty wide receiver and a more powerful or running back and a powerful running back to be behind Dalvin Cook and yeah. Madison yeah. fits that more powerful role where yeah. he's just a straight down the line power through. And when oh, you ask goes, him to ball straight, outside, goes, that's straight for sure. That's not really a thing. So <laughs> straight into the line, but Amir Abdullah does real. He he is a sneaky pass catcher, uh-huh. but Minnesota hasn't really used that as much as they probably should uh-huh. out of the backfield. And maybe that'll be another thing that the new offensive coordinator is able to take yeah. advantage of because I expect people to just be running after Kirk Cousins this year. And that offensive line, I believe it's going to be better pass protecting this year. And if they can hold a little while for Kirk Cousins, and he can go through his progressions. I don't feel we're going to see as many throwaways or incompletes and, and a lot more if, if things are covered downfield drop-offs to players and like running backs and tight ends to pick up yards after the catch. 
All right, so I'm going to name some players for you, and you tell me if you would be shocked if they were cut. All right. All right, let's do this. <laughs> All right, so we got Stephen Weatherly. I'd be a little surprised, yeah. Just based on the financials, I think. Yeah. Um, Ali Udo. No. That would surprise me really one bit. No. No, I, I think like- they've got their two bookend uh, offensive tackles, and they've yeah. got Hill. And if that doesn't work out, I think that they're going to be fine until next year. And then they'll look for another replacement and in the mid-rounds of the drafts to be a, a new rotational yeah, and backup. And- Ezra Cleveland can always be a backup tackle as well, too, because he did a lot of that in college. True, and so did that... Uh, Guy the Vikings trade for from Arizona, Mason Cole. Yeah, he's played some offensive tackle as well. So, yeah. Um, what about Mackenzie Alexander? No, I, I think he's cemented in as a as a fifty-three. So you would Just be based shocked. on. I, I would be very very shocked. Yeah, because I think he's going to be their nickel guy. Oh yeah, I think I think so too. But you know, you you never know. Like. I'm just throwing these out there because, like, every year I feel like there's at least. Oh, it's a good question, too, because Minnesota does have some high profile free agents they brought in to go with some high potential youngsters that they've gotten out of the draft. And and, when you mix those together and you got a player that's kind of returned and didn't sign a real big contract and get why he might be a a thought as being a fringe player sometimes. Rashad Breland has nickel experience. Jeff Gladney has nickel experience. Um, if his thing, whatever happens with him, turns out. So that's why I just threw that out there because I don't think Mackenzie Alexander signed for a lot. I think he signed for like the vet minimum or something. Yeah, I don't so, think it was a big deal or anything. So if they they let him go, it's not like they're losing a bunch of money. So I'm, I just throw that out there because every year we see we see guys um, that were like, oh, okay. Um, let's see. It is a bit. Sc- Gary, though, to see that those three guys that we mentioned, Patrick Peterson, Breland, that's it's one-year deals. And yeah. we're seeing a lot of that around the league right now, the one-year deals. Well, that's because of the salary cap. Because these guys, these guys know it's going to go up and they're going to get their money next year. They're looking to get paid next year, absolutely. But, right. yeah, it puts a, the roster in a weird situation where if you do go after the high-profile guys, you're sitting or putting your – you guys who want to draft and develop, you're leaving them on the bench or shoving them down the depth chart. And then next year, if those players do take off, you're kind of limiting the experience and the, I don't know. It's kind of a catch 22 situation. And I know Minnesota kind of wants to be, I won't say all in this year because they still have a really good group of young players that they can work with, but time's ticking. Zimmer's not getting any younger. It's true. It's absolutely true. Um, what about Hercules Mata'afa? Yeah, he could be. I like him a lot. I like his story. But I, I yeah, Minnesota's already released him once. Yep. So, yeah, so that, I think I wouldn't be surprised very much at all if, is that, is that when if he they make the decision to move the on from emoji? <laughs> Vikings fans will not let that down either. No. And he owns it too, which is fun. Oh, yeah. I love that he owns that on social media. But it was funny. He posted that, and like a week later, he was back with the team. He's like, oh, <laughs> "Sorry." Um, let's see. What about? 
great, great, great podcasting. Um, I don't know. There aren't there aren't a whole lot of guys where I would be shocked. Maybe what about what about Cameron Smith after his uh, heart surgery or whatever? Oh. I'll be honest, I've never been a fan of his play. I didn't like him out of college. I thought it was a bad draft pick. Uh, I, personally, I wouldn't put him in my 53. Right. So I'm, I'm going to say I wouldn't be very surprised. But, uh, again, it's, it's a great story. If he was on American Idol, I mean, they'd probably push him through based on his story. But yeah. oh, for sure. sometimes it's got, it gets down to being about the singing, and I, I don't know if he can sing. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh, okay. How about this one? What about Britton Colquitt? I know. I know they have. They don't have a backup on it right now. Yeah, they have no competition there. But if if someone gets cut that they like yeah, better, I mean, they could yeah. definitely move on from him. But they've done that before. I I do like Britton Colquitt. I think he's a solid holder and punter. He's not going to blow you away, but he sets a nice floor and he's pretty consistent. So yeah, yeah. I I would be surprised. I wonder with the specialists last year, were there no being no fans, how much that affects them. Because, yeah, that's got to like throw off their, I don't know, like depth perception a little bit because they're used to just having the people in the crowd being there, probably being able to just focus a little easier with, with the crowd being there. Where last year was just like, just weird, a lot different than what they're used to. But at the same time, you're, you know, you're a professional football player. You should be able to pin a team in, inside the 20. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I, oh, how about, how about this one? I feel like you're going to say, you would be shocked, but why not? CJ Ham. Uh, a lot of teams are making the move to not having a fullback, and yep. the only way that I think CJ Ham gets cut is if the new offensive coordinator wants to get more players involved without a fullback. But don't they have they have a backup? I feel like isn't Jake Jake Vargas? I feel like he's the oh is he's still there? Yeah, he's he's a backup. Oh, well, I guess so. they could also go to Jake Vargas, but. So didn't they didn't they do that? Yeah, they, I just, who did they have? Um, it was like between CJ Ham and another guy who went to. I feel like he went to the Titans. Um, he was a rookie. Blazing game. Yeah, that's who it is. Yep, that's just a cool name. <laughs> yeah, Car- but yeah, he he got Car- himself in some legal trouble though. So oh, okay, all right, well, never mind. So yeah, that's not good. Well, yeah, it wasn't. He didn't. He wasn't in legal trouble when he was with the Vikings. But I'm saying like. That was, that was I felt like that was a close battle when it was between him and uh, CJ. Oh yeah, Blazing Game had some real nice games during the preseason. That was yeah. that was fun to watch. But yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised with him because uh, this is a run first offense, and Zimmer's an old school coach, and he's going to have that fullback. And I think they trust him a lot. So yeah, they do. He's you know he's a local local guy. Is he from North Duluth? Oh, he's from Minnesota. Okay, so from Duluth, Minnesota. Well, where did he go to school? Just Minnesota. like me. Did he go to? He went to Hermantown like, High School. Did he go to Concordia or whatever for college. <laughs> that I'm not sure about because uh, I I know Duluth, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, college level, not so much. They had they drafted what eleven players, so all those guys probably not making the team. Um, no, there will be some that don't make the cut, but uh, I was actually taking a look up and down the roster when you include special teams positions. Some of these draft picks, there there could be up to six starters. Yeah, you look at even what Cam- Cameron Bynum, he could be useful on special teams. Yeah. Um, 
I think he's he's going to be interesting to watch. I feel like he's going to I think he's going to do well in the in the preseason um, when he gets his reps. And that's what I like about having the preseason back this year. We get to see these younger guys and oh, I love the preseason. See what they're capable of. Unlike last year, we just we had no idea. We like we just had no idea about. You know, DJ yeah, Wong. Even the coaches, man. Yeah, yeah, Harrison Hand. We didn't know about any of these guys. Um, but this year we get to get back to that. See, we get to see Kellen Mond. I'm sure we'll get to see a lot of him in the preseason. Sure, and sure. Then, uh, people will be like, oh, we should start him instead of Kirk Cousins. It's like, no, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's all Can't I got. Wait for all for, that chatter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's coming. As soon as Kirk Cousins throws an interception, then uh, that conversation is coming. That's all I got for you today. Adam, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at MN Viking Zombie. That's where I like to talk about a lot of cool things. You can also use that same handle over on Instagram if you want to see some pictures of my cats. They're pretty cute. I mean, you give them a like. I'm sure they'd like that. I'll give them some extra head scratches if you do. There you go. Uh, so go do that. Go follow the Viking Age on Twitter and facebook or and uh you know subscribe to this podcast on the apple podcast app spotify wherever you get your podcasts but until next time we will talk to you later credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.